Hello and welcome to So Much More Than Cancer. I am your host, Denise DeSimone. Thank you for being with us today. There's two things I want you to know about this podcast. If you have been diagnosed with cancer, we are here to support you in knowing you are so much more than a diagnosis. And secondly, we are here to talk about so much more than cancer. So let's be brave, let's have some fun, and let's get after it. Hello and welcome everyone. I am so excited to have Mary Ann Caputo, who is the Executive Director of SPONK, which stands for Support for People with Oral Head and Neck Cancer. Spunk was started in 1991 by a woman named Nancy Leopold, which we will talk more about her in a little bit. Well, I just want you to know that Spunk was very, very helpful to me when I was going through my head and neck cancer because it is specifically for those people diagnosed with oral head and neck cancer, which the numbers are in excess of 60,000 people diagnosed every year in the United States. Spunk has many, many resources, over a hundred chapters. They have cookbooks to help people navigate their way through rough waters with, with eating. They have a newsletter. They have so many resources that we are going to talk more about with Nance no, Nancy must be thinking about us. Nancy Leopold is always with us, with Marianne, and I'm just so excited to have Marianne with us today. Well, hello, Marianne Caputo. I am so excited to have you with us today on So Much More Than Cancer podcast. Um, you are a fabulous, fabulous soul that does amazing work as the executive director of Spunk Support for People with Oral Head and Neck Cancer. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I truly appreciate it. And I know people are going to get a lot out of this episode. So, so welcome. Thank you so much, Denise, and thank you for that wonderful welcome. You, um, as a cancer survivor, have done so much for this community, and uh, we appreciate everything that you have done to support uh, not only Spunk, but others in their cancer journey. So thank you again. Well, you're welcome. It's my pleasure, and you know, anytime I can help out or help someone who's newly diagnosed or speak uh, at a conference or whatever you need, you can always call on me, and I'm glad that you know that. So um, the Spunk was started in 1991, right, by Nancy Leopold, and I met yes. her in the introduction. Can you talk a little bit about her so people can get an idea about how this came to be? I know she was, in 1990, I believe, went to a dentist, and from there the whole thing fell into place with her getting diagnosed? Exactly. She went for a routine checkup and her dentist found an oral lesion and it, it turned out to be uh, squamous cell carcinoma. And, um, you know, she went through uh, routine treatments that she had, whether uh, she had surgery, but she didn't have radiation or chemotherapy. But at the time, uh, she felt like there was uh, nothing out there 
uh, for head and neck cancer patients. So she went to her uh, cancer uh, physicians who suggested that she start a support group. So with their help, Dr. Shuba and Dr. Uh, Walk at Long Island Jewish Hospital here on Long Island in New York, she started the first support group. And from there, it just blossomed. And we have over 100 plus support groups throughout the country now. That's fabulous. She, Nancy Leopold was an amazing woman. I came here uh, almost 18 years ago. And when I met her, she became my mentor. Wow. And, I, and excuse me if I get a little uh, uh, weepy, but uh, I do miss her. Uh, she was a great mentor to me and others, and uh, she started a, just a wonderful organization here for head and neck cancer patients. We have, uh, you know, the support groups that are vital to everyone's journey with this uh, disease. As you know, it's uh, pretty devastating. Uh, there are many side effects from this disease that continue throughout your lives, and uh, the support groups become like family. Uh, and uh, during the pandemic, it was um, quite difficult because everyone felt alone. Um, and um, many uh, support groups uh, did virtual meetings, which uh, helped uh, tremendously. Now, uh, you know, the country is opening up. So there are uh, some places where they are meeting in person. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a chapter here on Long Island in Syosset where the chapter facilitator had a picnic. Nice. And it was great. It was a day like today, beautiful, and everyone just loved seeing one another. And uh, uh, everyone brought their own food, and there was such great camaraderie. It was just wonderful. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. But getting back to Nancy, um, she was just a tremendous force in this head and neck cancer community. We miss her. She wrote um, many books here. Uh, we have Walked in Your Shoes, which is a wonderful book for newly diagnosed patients and caregivers. And also Meeting the Challenges. We have two cookbooks that we um, you know, um, offer to this patient population, which is vital, as you know, because one of the uh, biggest side effects is swallowing and dry mouth. And eating is a uh, big challenge for many head and neck cancer patients and survivors. Yes, and I want to talk a little bit further about that. And I'm so happy to know that some people got together and to meet in person. It, it is so important. Cancer at any stage in any part of your body is absolutely um, scary and not fun. And head and neck cancer, I believe, not just because I had that diagnosis, the lifelong side effects can tend to make someone feel very alone because unless people have been through it, most people I know in my life, and I'm almost 16 years from my diagnosis, which I thank God every day for, people don't really understand what it's like to not have saliva, to have xerostomia, which is the clinical name for dry mouth, and how you have to have a new normal in the way you eat. And it is, it is a lonely path, although I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it or talking about it. It's just the way it is. So when we can be with people who are empathetic to what we're dealing with, 
it's like your instant family. I was in Florida for the winter because I'm older and it's too cold here. And I'm, I've lived through enough that I can be a snowbird now and I don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and, and I was, I was um, at, at the pool down in Florida where I was in Jensen Beach and I was talking with this wonderful couple. We were social distanced and... And we started chatting, and I could tell the man had, had had something going on and maybe had some kind of oral head neck cancer. Well, lo and behold, he did. And we just got, it was like we were brother and sister immediately. Just the way we looked <laughs> in each other's eyes, and that happens a lot. Not only with when I meet someone who's dealing with any kind of cancer, but the head and neck. And it is so good to have Spunk. I know so many people who get so much. I belong to the chapter in Boston, and Val does a great job uh, keeping everybody together and bringing in great speakers, and I've been blessed to be able to speak there. And the cookbooks are so helpful. One of the first things that my older sister, who was my caregiver, which, by the way, in the book I wrote from stage four to center stage, I dedicated it to caregivers, and I'm so mindful of how important it is for caregivers to be acknowledged and to know that they are just so important, especially with the oral head and neck. And the first thing she did was buy me that cookbook, and it really targets to what we deal with. Can you speak a little bit more about that? I know you have two volumes, right? Yes, we have two volumes, and uh, all the recipes are submitted by survivors and the caregivers. So these are recipes that they used that were helpful in their journey with this cancer. So, you know, and there are also forwards by clinicians, distinguished clinicians in this field that talk about the swallowing challenges as well and what to do uh, for dry mouth as well. We also have a product directory that I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, that uh, when a uh, person or patient, survivor, family member, caregiver becomes a member of Spunk, which which gives them eight issues of our newsletter, um, they receive a free of charge product directory. And that product directory lists products dealing with xerostomia, mucositis, lymphedemia, all the many, you know, unfortunately many side effects of treatment that uh, people do go through. And it tells you the name of that uh, product and where to find those products. So it can be very helpful. That's a great resource. Now you mentioned the newsletter, they get eight issues. How often does the newsletter come out? And I know for me, when I get it, it's the first thing I read. It's got very good information, wonderful articles, up to, you know, current stats and current information on the scientific side of things, as well as stories about survivors and how they are coping and different sharings about how we can help each other. Can you tell us a little bit more about the newsletter? Yes, it comes out eight times a year. Okay, we take a break during the summer. And we do go, you know, for feature articles, we go to, you know, distinguished physicians that are in this community who write about the different topics of great concern, uh, whether it be research, clinical trials, products that are out there um, that deal with uh, the side effects of treatment, uh, you know, uh, clinicians that are a very uh, expert in the field of swallowing. So these are very important topics 
that are uh, important to read about and, and, and learn about for this uh, patient population. You know, our, our volunteers uh, for our chapters, and we also have a matching program where we match patients with survivors according to their diagnosis and treatment. We refer to them as our champions of hope. They are wonderful, wonderful survivors and, and people that just are just the the backbone of this organization they they move this organization and they connect with people that that in, in an unbelievable way uh, we have uh, survivors that you know if they um, you know speak with one another through email or by phone they they Finally, you know, they say to one another, oh, let's let's meet for lunch or dinner. I, I, I've got to meet you. You know, they, they like, as you said, become yeah. family. And yeah. it's just a wonderful experience. And it's wonderful to hear and listen. And that's a tribute to Nancy Leopold. Yes, yes. And, you know, when I was first diagnosed and it was devastating, I mean, here I was out riding my bicycle 90 miles on a Saturday in August to raise money. I raised twelve thirteen thousand dollars for cancer for children through the jimmy fund and dana farber and three days later i was diagnosed with this this horrible head and neck cancer and the thing you know for me i was devastated when they said i had to have a feeding tube and that's how i would be fed and i had a feeding tube for nine months but in the beginning it was so helpful to have one of those mentors help me because I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not going to eat. I'm. I mean, that's you're Italian. I, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm Italian too. <laughs> my whole life is like food, and my mother. I mean, I couldn't even go to a grocery store for three months after my mother passed away because I'm like everything reminded me of her. I, I, I was, you know, in the corner near the frozen food about a week after going in the store when she after she died, and I, I just had to leave the basket there full of food. Because I was a mess. I'm like, you can't tell. I don't understand. I, that does not compute to an Italian or anybody, but then layer on Italianism. I, if that's a word, I, that, that's not <laughs> going to work for me. And the guy that was helping me, Frank, God bless him, he said, yeah, no, you're not. And trust me, you'll be eating salsa and chips in about three years. I said, I don't believe you. Well, he was right. So those, those God, they're angels. God blessed us with... Yes, they are angels. And we appreciate, we appreciate every one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, just recently we had a patient call us and we, connected, and we connected her with one of our volunteers. And he wrote back to us. He was in tears. He spoke to our outreach administrator, Chris Leonardis, and he was in tears because this patient couldn't understand why her family and friends couldn't understand her and didn't believe why she had such side effects of treatment. They didn't believe she had dry mouth. They didn't believe she had swallowing issues. And we, when she spoke to this our volunteer, he was in tears. Mm -hmm. and, and, and he was so happy to be able to recognize and help her and get her through what she thought was just the end of her life. And, and she was given hope for the first time in her, in her cancer journey. God bless them both. And I think for families, uh, they almost don't want to acknowledge it or believe it because it's so hard to comprehend 
that nobody wants anyone they love to suffer through that. So they say, oh, well, that, you know, that'll go away, or maybe that's not as bad as you think. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Like I said, instant family when you look in the eyes of someone because nobody knows what it's like. And I don't want anyone to, I I love it if not another person ever had to deal with what we all have to deal with. Yet that's not true because it's like over 60,000 people a year get diagnosed with oral head and neck cancer. Yes. Tell me how many members there are connected to Spunk in the hundred, over hundred chapters. Well, we have over 13,000 people in our database. Okay. Okay. So, and they're consisting of patients, caregivers, family members, healthcare providers, healthcare professionals, and that's over 30 years now. So we've been in existence for over 30 years. Well, God bless you for carrying the torch um, with that Nancy Litt so many years ago. Well, you know, I've been given the, um, you know, yes, the journey and, and, and the responsibility of continuing her legacy. Mm-hmm. And she had a wonderful legacy to continue. Mm-hmm. And I'm very mm-hmm. humbled by it. Well, you do a great job. You help a lot. Marianne, what would you say is the toughest part of your job? Listening mm-hmm. to a patient's journey sometimes that is not given the hope that they should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listening is so important, although it's hard, you know, I work a lot. And finding, of- and finding the right resources. Yeah. Connecting. You know, some, so many people are, are, are um, going through financial troubles now with the pan, you know, with the pandemic over losing their jobs I mean, it was it was a uh, not a such a good uh, you know year for cancer patients and survivors. You know, they couldn't get to treatments. Uh, our office, was, our phone was ringing off the hook, and uh, we were trying our best to uh, accommodate their needs. And uh, Chris and Cynthia here, I have a great team. Nobody can do it alone. And uh, you know, we tried our best to find the best um, resources that we could. Uh, fi- financial resources or, um, you know, um, uh, mental um, uh, issues that they had. So um, because they were alone um, and it was very difficult to be alone during this time, especially uh, di- being diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know I get that. And thank God things are opening up and people can get to the support groups and people can see one another and people can get into the doctors and and get the help that they need so you you help sometimes you can help with financial assistance or or connect people through yes that yes that we have met you know we do a lot of networking here with other organizations mm-hmm. uh, other uh, cancer organizations and societies mm-hmm. we also uh, try to uh, you know um, promote our research through our organization and we work with healthcare providers in the many cancer institutions throughout the United States so we can you know um, give out that information so patients can learn about new clinical trials that are out there so we want to get the uh, best information out there and they can learn and read and um, you know maybe even um, you know advocate for themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Marianne, for those of you listening that would like to get involved with even a small donation or a large donation, tell us how people can, because this this organization is so, so important. Not that others aren't, but right now, 
it would be really nice if people could help donate because, like you said, even though the pandemic has wound down a lot, there is still residual effects from all of that. And if we can help you help more people, mm-hmm. please tell our listeners how they can do that. Sure. They can go to our website at www.spunk.org or contact us at 1-800-377-0928. And that would be wonderful if they could, you know, even the smallest donation is, is helpful. And what I will do is in the show notes, which a lot of people are listening so they're not on their computer, in the show notes I will put that information. So www.spohnc.org is where you can find the tab to donate. And also if people are out there who have head and neck cancer or newly diagnosed or whether they're 10 years out and I'm sure they've heard about you but they can also go and sign up for your newsletter on that site as well yes if you yes if they have yes. already and they could and they could also volunteer for us they could become a uh, national survivor volunteer uh, volunteer network mm-hmm. be part of our program mm-hmm. and also um, you know they could share their stories yeah they could share us their stories which we love and that's really key. Yes. Yes, it is key in giving hope. You know, um, we have a new motto together. We can heal. We heal. And uh, alone we can do so little. Together we can do so much. I love that. I love that. I really do. Someday I'm going to come visit you because <laughs> I know looking at the map um, in Locust Valley, New York, Yes. It looks like it's really pretty there. It is pretty. <laughs> but it's pretty up in Boston, too. Hey, you know what? On any given day, it's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad used to say, it's a good day to be above the ground. And I'll tell you, that's how a lot of, I know, people that have been through cancer feel. And it, it's I, I believe it's when people get... Oh, the severity of a cancer diagnosis, like the lights go on and the shade goes up and the things you think are so important and all the stuff in your life, it doesn't matter. What matters is our health. Mm -hmm. It matters that we can celebrate and be thankful and grateful, whether it's a beautiful day or it's pouring rain, there's beauty in everything. And it's amazing how when life is potentially being cut short, every minute becomes vibrant. And everybody's eyes become the windows to each other's souls, and you just can't get enough of that. I know that's how I felt. Yes, you're so you so it's so true. And uh, you know, there was another quote that I just um, came across. It says, "May love fill your heart." Mm. And when I listened to a lot of your podcasts, mm-hmm. I felt so in just enlightened by your love and your healing. They was they were really just beautifully done, and you have such great people that you're trying to embrace and and bring forth and and let you know this community hear and listen to. So thank you. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you, and I appreciate your your time. Now I have one more question, and that is, if you were going to put a message in a bottle, and you had no idea where it would end up might stay on Long Island and may end up in Boston and could find its way to Portugal. I don't know. What would you put inside that bottle for people to know? 
May you love everyone that you come across and may you embrace their soul. Mm. Oh, wow, Marianne, that is beautiful. Makes me weepy. Well, my dear, we, we, you know, we're living in difficult times. We are. People are hurting. And that's why during COVID, I thought, what can I do? I just can't sit here and keep gaining weight. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm not one to sit idle. And there's only so many Netflix you can binge. So that's why I started the podcast in the middle of the pandemic, because just to help people feel more included and, and loved and to know everybody's challenged with something, you know, Everyone. we always, and I love that. We have to embrace each other in love. And I just love you and thank you so, so, so very much for taking this time. I believe that this is going to help a lot of people. So again, you can call Spunk. You can go on www.spunk.org, donate, find out more about it. If you are somebody you know, everybody knows somebody struggling with some kind of cancer, especially if it's head and neck, send them to Spunk. The program is rich and and filled with, with kindness and love and great, great resources. So just go there and take advantage of that and... Marianne, I appreciate your time and your team. They're great, great women. And if there's anything I can yes. do to help you and the team, always know you can call on me. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Denise. It was wonderful speaking with you. And again, a shout out to all our volunteers. Amen. They make a difference in this world. Thank you. you. Well, God bless you. Thank you. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being with me. I will be back next week. I hope you will join me. Until then, know you are loved and keep a good thought. Thanks for listening to this episode of So Much More Than Cancer. Please visit www.somuchmorethancancer.com to download your free inspirational and thought-provoking gifts. While there, you can also find more information on Denise and her other offerings. Look for Denise on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you'd like, you can pick up a copy of Denise's book, From Stage 4 to Center Stage, at the Books and Pages tab on her website. Please remember to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Until next time, stay well.